Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Ramblings from Two Meddling Kids. I'm Edward Hunt, joined by my fellow mode of transportation. Mike Cunningham. And we are the Meddling Kids. And today we'll be reviewing planes, trains, and automobiles. See? See? You were wondering what the heck was that guy saying? There's a reason for it. But for those of you joining us for the first time, hi, welcome. We like to review movies. For those of you who came back, you're our boys and girls and people. Love you. All right. Uh, from there, uh, we'll never spoil anything in the first, let's call it 10, 15 minutes. Though, again, for this movie, at least, it came out in 1980-something. So, you know, maybe you know what planes, trains, and airplanes is all about, or automobiles is all about. But, hey, uh, but we'll never spoil anything in the first 5, 10 minutes. Give it a 0 to 5 review. Then we'll give you some background and some play-by-play on everything. Mike, are you ready? I am. What did you think of this movie? Uh, I, this, I think this is my first time seeing it. Okay. Like, I knew of it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really on my radar. I guess John Candy, outside of, like, Uncle Buck and his, uh, the moments he had in, um, uh, Home Alone, I really didn't pay attention Fast. to his, uh, his career like that. Yeah. But I can see definitely why he was, like, he's mm-hmm. such a, like, a charming comedian, like, a good, yeah. definitely a good person or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was just, like... Uh, but yeah, this is my first time seeing this. I enjoyed it. I can mm-hmm. see I can see myself like watching this on during the holidays. Yeah, I know you had mentioned before like there's certain movies during the holidays your family just like cycles through just because of the fact that it was like it is a staple mm-hmm. to your tradition. So it was like I don't know if this would be a staple, but it was like I could definitely see it being something yeah. I could watch or you know, just re- revisit yeah. every year around this time. This was I mean it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the. Um, the I guess they they've done the odd couple thing to death now yeah. at this point. <laughs> Even though this is nineteen eighty seven, but it was just like I really enjoyed their mm-hmm. uh the the presence between the the, the two the two had the kind of the chemistry. Um it was interesting. It was very much a comedy that had a heart. Yes, definitely. Um which is re- like we were saying earlier, it was like so often with comedy movies, the story really doesn't matter because they're just firing jokes at you or something like that. Yeah. So like they don't really focus on mm-hmm. where this where this narrative is going. But I think I really enjoyed this one. I was just playing trains and automobiles, so it's about this this road trip journey. Yeah. Uh, but they even with that they kinda added to the, that that dynamic, you mm-hmm. know. So I really like that. Um so yeah, I'll give this one a three. Okay. Like so, I, the reason I say a three is like I said, I gave it all those. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I thought you were gonna be giving higher than a three. I yeah. might go into a three now. So what I will say is like the comedy was light. Mm-hmm. Um. So like I'm, I guess judging it on that. So mm-hmm. no, honestly, I might bump into a three and a half by the end of this. But okay. it was like definitely a, a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Just kind of light on the comedy, but it was big on the heart. So I guess I enjoyed that. Yeah. So yeah, three with the chance to go definitely go up. Fair. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a great point. You know, I wonder, though, just is it light on the comedy because we're now in 2023? Like, I bet in 1987, this was one of the funniest movies that came out that time. I think the comedy, that they, like John Candy's style with the, him being more nagging and yeah. that, that being the comedy of it, mm-hmm. um, that kind of, it didn't, that didn't draw me, right? But Fair. it was just like, the, there was some other moments, like, uh, with the... <laughs> When he has a fight with the guy at the airport, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Help him up," and he was like, "Oh, gladly." Yeah, yeah he just grabbed. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like things like that. But like I said, I think the type of comedy that John Candy was doing in this movie was very much like you're more nagging, like kind of fidgeting and stuff like that, refusing to shut up, very much like a Vince Vaughn. Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not realizing the effect that you're having on people. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 type of comedy really didn't draw me but I think that's what i was saying it was like light on the comedy but maybe you're right yeah. i think it is oftentimes with some of the movies that we've uh, i've watched that have been out for decades or whatever mm-hmm. i think i missed the fact that like a psycho when it came out it mm-hmm. was a revelation exactly for yeah. for that time but it was like 
it misses me now because we just, you know, saw Thanks Killing or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, or like uh, Scream or Talk to Me or something like that. Yeah. That is the height of horror now. Exactly. So they're going in and so just like again. watching something from the past really doesn't hit because I wasn't in that moment. Same yeah. thing with like a Citizen Kane mm-hmm. or something like that. It was just like, I'm not in that moment. So I, it's, it's some of the impact misses me. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I mean, with that, and we'll, we will go back to Planes and Trains, but like I just saw Vertigo recently. Oh, nice. uh, In theaters, me and my brother went and saw it. Okay. Uh, and really cool. But I mean, that movie came out in the 50s, mm-hmm. right? And like revolutionary for its time. And like the crazy effects of like, how are they doing this on film with all mm-hmm. this like hypnotizing whatever stuff? But like you look at it and you're like, oh man, this is an old movie. Yeah, like, so the beauty of it, like especially Hitchcock, a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff stuff still holds up. Yes. Oh yeah. But it's just like at this point, you know, yeah. you're talking you're talking damn near, you know, sixty years later or mm-hmm. something like that. It just really doesn't hold like it doesn't hold a candle to what we've seen now. Exactly. And then you look at effects. Like for instance, Vertigo, like the guy is tailing her and he's right behind her the mm-hmm. entire way. I'm like, how does she not know that he's tailing her? <laughs> like, come on, just like but little things like that. But no, it hundred percent holds up. Mm-hmm. But that's why when I do when I see like older movies, and unfortunately eighty seven is an older movie now, yeah. uh, I try I do try to like look See it with at that it. lens with that lens that's what i really enjoyed and we will get back to playing shades i promise yeah but uh another hitchcock film rope i don't know if you've seen that one mm-hmm. i haven't seen i've heard of it, but yeah but so it was just like that one it was like i don't know if it was the first implementation of the the single shot mm-hmm. or whatever but it was like if you notice like most of the scenes were like 11 12 minutes yeah shots okay. and then what they would do is they would zoom into the back somebody's back or to fade to black so yeah, like, yeah and that was the cut god they, they, they did it very much like a play because it was kind of in one setting mm-hmm. and that, i thought that once again we've seen the single what dunkirk or 19 1917 or something like that those yeah. movies like mm-hmm. trying to implement the like the single shot like, yeah. type of um type of thing but it was like that that was back then he was doing mm-hmm. it and it was something I did. I, so that one I did pick up on it. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why they kept doing it. And then I read into it. And it was like, that was interesting. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, 100%. Sorry for anyone that might be listening. Uh, I'm sorry that we're comparing a movie in the 80s to a movie from the 40s and 50s. <laughs> but, you know, hey. But yeah. So with that, though, yeah, I'm just going to give it a flat out three and a half. Um, and, like, you know, I'm giving, like, a three and a half to maybe even a four. Uh, but I think I'm starting with a three and a half. We'll see how when we talk about it. Because it does. It has a lot of heart. And there is, there are some very humorous moments. And, uh, I mean, Steve Martin, I think, is a great, like, straight man in this. And, mm-hmm. like, him reacting and figuring out everything going on with John Candy, right? Yeah. yeah his, mm-hmm. With his character and trying to figure that. Very funny with that. I do agree, even from, like, other movies, it's not as funny as other, like, I'm thinking Airplane. You know, mm-hmm. like, similar time frame, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, like, that was, that's very funny. This is, it's a little more, like, a little more heartfelt, a little more uh, going forward with stuff. But it, it had a lot of, like, you know, had a lot of feelings with it. Mm-hmm. I will say one of my dislikes about this movie is that damn soundtrack. And it's funny because the director did all those, like, teenage, uh, like, yeah, hard John Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes. 16 Candles. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, when he applies that same kind of music to these moments in this film, mm-hmm. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Uh, like when we'll get to it, but when John Candy's looking at Steve Martin's wife and it starts playing that music, I was like, did he just fall in love with her? He was looking at her like, oh, yeah. I know. and she looked back and it's playing the music. I was like, are they about? She was like, like, hey, Mister Griswold, or whatever. Yeah, his last name. Was. I was Griffin. like, Griffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, so I was like, are y'all about to? No, seriously, like they're about to cheat on Steve Martin right now. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, like, my most negative is, like, they played this, and I was like, what in the world? But it's also funny. I mean, there's a lot of references to this movie in Family Guy. I remember, like, that's what I realized. So one thing I will say is, like, watching 
a lot of satire to call older movies, but more yeah. classic movies, mm-hmm. is seeing their influence Absolutely. in modern times mm-hmm. and not knowing it. Right? I said the same thing. It must have been like maybe Platoon or Apocalypse Now. Okay. But it was like a scene that was recreated in uh, Tropic Thunder. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And it was just like, I love to see how much people that work in the film industry love movies. Because right? mm-hmm. obviously we love movies, but yep. we don't work on that side. So imagine loving movies so much that it was like you actually get into the business. So it was like, I'll see, yeah, I saw like the yeah. doing a mess around yeah, or even the speech. Of, yeah, exactly. The speech. Yeah. And I was, I was like, like you, you trying to hurt me? Yeah. Exactly. And I was just like, where the fuck do I know this world? <laughs> that's from, well, that's not from yeah. Family Guy, but yeah. you saw it in Family Guy. But it was like, you know, that's something I definitely, I, and I love seeing that now. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I watch older movies and it was just like, oh, this is where it started or something yeah. like that. What's funny, actually, I was, um, you know, I haven't, I won't need to watch it because uh, I've actually never seen it, but I was listening to um, uh, the Cinephiles podcast. They were talking about Frankenstein, mm-hmm. but a great point of like, the mad scientist trope was invented in that movie. So, mm-hmm. like, you watch it, and again, this is what they were saying. They're just like, oh, look at this. This is so, like, cheesy. It's the mad scientist. No, 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 no. That movie invented it. It mm-hmm. got cheesy because all the movies from there. That's like the guy it. who did uh, Dracula back in the day. Yes. Like, literally, basically created the blueprint of mm-hmm. how people portray Dracula going forward. Exactly. So, that's so watching, uh, you know, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, it is really cool to see the influence this movie mm-hmm. had on everything. And it might be partially because of that influence that I'm like, maybe this does deserve a four. It does not deserve a four and a half. I'm giving it a three and a half for right now because, again, I watched it the other day and I was like, there were parts where I was like, eh, this is dragging a little bit. I wish this was grabbing me a little bit more. I, like, I didn't laugh going. as much as I thought for a comedy. No, yeah. There was uh, not a lot of laughing out loud. But it, it, I think it's also, talk, going back to John Candy, I only know like two or three movies where he was mm-hmm. a star in. Yeah. And it was like he his I guess his comedic style wasn't your mm-hmm. he wasn't Robin Williams he wasn't Jim Carrey like he was just himself yeah uh, so just like maybe that's just his style of comedy he's not mm-hmm. gonna hit you over the head with the joke or something like that it might yeah. be a face it might be like a a, a quick retort or something mm-hmm. like that and it's, it's definitely physical yeah. yeah it's definitely more than that physical but then like you could argue that like because of people like John Candy then you also have people later like Chris Farley who took mm-hmm. like that physicality to like the oh, next yeah. level um, and again I mean and Steve Martin's just He's in so many funny movies too, and he's a very funny guy. But he does kind of play the straight man, I think, even more. Yeah, I'm trying usually, to... yeah, for the most part. Yeah, but cool. So I'm giving it a three and a half. Mike's giving it a three. We both we both might bump this up a little bit, but all in all, it's a good Thanksgiving movie. We'd say it's definitely worth a watch if you've never seen it because you're not going to dislike it. There might be movies you find a little bit better, but again, three, three and a half, especially for us, those are solid movies, everybody. So. Hey. All right, let's get some background of this. I know we've already said a few things, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Planes, Trains, and Automobiles came out November 25th, 1987. Runtime is an hour and 32 minutes. The budget, easy. <laughs> yeah, the budget was $15 million and the box office was $49 million, so it was a hit. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has the critics at a 92, the audience has an 87. Okay. So like I said, I can definitely see this being something like your Christmas stories or yeah. like, you know, uh, what... It's a Wonderful Life, or like mm-hmm. those movies during the holidays that you kind of revisit. Yeah, because as we as we research, there's not too many focus on Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, the genre is comedy drama, and you can definitely yes. see that they you know they play it to both both yeah. sides. They, they play up the drama a little bit, a little <laughs> too much maybe sometimes. But they play up the drama. Yeah. Well, when he goes into the, you want to hurt me, you want to hurt me. <laughs> okay, fine. I like me. my dead wife likes me. Well, yeah. <laughs> It was funny because I was like, what movie are we in? <laughs> yeah, like very sudden tone shift. Very sudden tone shift. I think that goes to the music. The music did it. Yeah, man. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the director is John Hughes, and like we said, he's you know 
directed, you know, big movies like Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller, Uncle Buck. He was a writer for like a lot of the National Lampoon's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely see some of that comedy. Yeah, yeah. The cast: it's uh, Steve Martin as Neil, John Candy as Dell. We had a young Kevin Bacon and early on as the taxi guy who stole the taxi, like uh, he was racing. Okay, yeah. Uh, Edie McClurg as uh, the um, the agent at the uh, at the car. Uh, car oh, rental. he was yelling at. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was just mean. That was really that's funny. Like, that I think that's what, it was one of those things where, like, I'm realizing that later in life, like, so honestly, I think if I saw this when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm definitely John Candy. I'm yeah. definitely Adele. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of lighter. Oh, always yeah. seeing the good stuff. And as I've gotten older, I was like, oh, no, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely Neil. But I was like, I'm not a dickhead. Dude. Yeah, I'm not that Like, guy. I'd be upset and, yeah. like, just trying to get home, but it wasn't be like, I'm not cursing somebody else. Yeah, I'm not going to curse out the poor, innocent, yeah. like, you know, car, you know, car rental woman, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have Layla Robbins as Steve, uh, sorry, as Susan. Uh, that's uh, his, uh, uh, Neil's wife. And not too many, I think it was mainly just those two for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was them and wacky, them and wacky situations. Yeah. yeah. And then the tagline is, which is surprising, but it's 1987. It says Steve Martin had no reason to panic until John Candy came along. Okay. I'm surprised that they used their actual actor yeah, name, right? Yeah. In the tagline. Well, because like, well, and I don't know the history of Steve Martin, but Steve Martin's been acting. Yeah, you're talking about Father of the Bride. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just saying, like, he was a very prolific name by that point in time, so they're probably yeah, really trying oh, to start even power. SNL, like yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. But it was like I feel like his name was on the poster. You didn't need it in the tagline. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Like, but then you can't argue too, like. They kind of did seem very much like themselves in this mm-hmm. movie. You know, it was like, yeah, these are the character names. Well, that's, what, that's what you were saying about like Steve Martin playing the, the straight man. I feel like that's just by default mm-hmm. at this point. Like, yeah. I can't think of any movie where he wasn't that. Yeah. It's like something's happening and he's reacting to it to go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, but that's the, yeah, that's the background information. I yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. So really, this movie is all about just flying planes, driving cars, and trains. Just constantly. Just clips of it. Right, Mike? And they did. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so how do we start with this thing? So it opens up with Neil. He's an advertising exec or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a meeting, and you can tell like he's the meeting's dragging on. The guy's yeah. really contemplating mm-hmm. uh, the design <laughs> that they're presenting. Yeah. I think it's like a beauty product or something like yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's our, you know, what you call it, ad for Vogue magazine. Yes, thing. yes. Yeah. And so, like, you see him, like, looking at his, um, at his watch. He has, he's looking at the plane ticket. You see that he has a flight to Chicago at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this meeting's dragging on. Yeah. Like, so, you get a few comedic beats with him, like, looking at his coworker, like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I have a plane. I need to go. And so they finally get out of the meeting. He get, goes to get on the elevator, and he's walking with one of his coworkers. And his coworker says, you sure you don't want to just take the 8 p.m. with me? Yeah. And he's like, no, I promised my wife that I'd be there by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking about in Chicago. And so uh, he... Goes downstairs and his 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 uh, coworker Sam was like, "There's no way you're gonna cast <laughs> at six p.m." Yeah, he just cast a spell on that man. <laughs> if that coworker did not say that, none of this would have happened. But you put that on me, motherfucker. <laughs> you put that evil on me, coworker guy. <laughs> I his name was John, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So Neil goes down goes downstairs to catch a cab in Midtown, mm-hmm. in like, you know midday, yeah. and literally you just see lines of taxis and so many people trying to catch a cab. And this is where you get the um, the moment with uh, Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Like, they look at each other. They see that the cab is available, and they start racing towards yeah. it. <laughs> and then you see, like, uh, Neil get caught up in the crowd, and mm-hmm. then Kevin Bacon. And then, like, next thing you know, Neil's just on the ground. Yeah, he just, like, flips over something, trips on something. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Bacon gets the cab. He goes to hail another one. No, he hails another one. You see the guy's about to get into it. And mm-hmm. he's like, um, 
I know, you know, if if you're a good person, you'll let me, you know, yeah. get this. And the guy goes, oh, "Well, I'm not. I'm not. No, no." And I'm like, "At least he knows who he is. That's, that's what matters." All right. <laughs> well, at that point in life, why, <laughs> why lie to yourself? And I applaud him for that. That is knowledge of the heart and who you are. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, basically, Neil bribes him. He starts with ten dollars, and it goes up to fifty. And then he goes, "Well, if you're willing to pay fifty, you're probably willing to play seventy-five. Oh, well, that was a great line. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's and, the worst. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm a lawyer. Like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. But as they're haggling for the price, you see that um, someone loads a trunk into the taxi and then gets in right mm-hmm. as, you know, uh, Neil gives the guy the money. Yeah. And the taxi drives off. So Neil tries to chase it out. This is another thing. It was one of the things was like, what, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I get it. You're frustrated. You got a flight to catch, mm-hmm. whatever. But it was just like chasing down a taxi in midtown New York. I'm impressed how fast he is. Uh, man, it's fast. It's right? awesome. <laughs> it's traffic in New York. I, that's fair. But, you know, you should, <laughs> he wasn't you going was, that far. Yeah, I mean, hey. But, yeah, so he chases the car down. He opens the door and he sees it. He, Sees the guy that's in there. Yeah, the look on his face, though. Because <gasps> <laughs> well, some man just opened your taxi door. That's fair. That's what you fair. mean? <laughs> this is like, oh, this is it, Lord. Yeah, yeah, my, this is how it ends. Yeah, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he, we see, we get a glimpse of uh, Dell, mm-hmm. and then the car just speeds off. Yeah. So eventually, I think he takes a bus yeah. or whatever, a shuttle. And uh, Neil gets to the the airport, but his flight is delayed. Mm-hmm. So we kind of looked out. Yeah. <laughs> and so he sit, he's sitting in the waiting area, and this is where he notices he recognizes Dell. Mm-hmm. And then Dell's like, "You look familiar." <laughs> I know a face. It was <laughs> funny shit because in the moment I'm just like, "Is he being an asshole?" Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like yeah. you know, you just saw. Well, now, not maybe not just saw. I don't know yeah. how long the commute was <laughs> to the airport. But yeah, so like they initially meet and then we the plane starts boarding uh neil has a exchange with one of the stewardesses because uh he had a first class ticket mm-hmm. but somehow he didn't it didn't whatever ticket he has now says that he's in coach yeah and this is another thing where you see that frustration but i think i get the frustration but i can't relate to his reaction to oh he's like him taking out everybody like yeah that? yeah that sucks that's that's not not fully i literally just dealt with it we just yeah because <laughs> yeah, you're like it, I get it. It sucks, mm-hmm. but like you know, you don't need to yell at like these smaller in between people. Yeah. Like, they can't control any of this. But and yeah. so uh, his seat is ironically, and uh. it's like, right <laughs> next to Dell, no. his best friend at this point. <laughs> and so we see Dell has certain habits without hating certain people on a play where he takes his shoes off. Number one, oh, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah, I sometimes depending on how tight my shoes are, I might loosen them up because mm-hmm. as far as like you know, like the restriction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when it comes to to flights, but it was just like he also took his socks off. I was like, my man, yeah, a little much, a little my much right man. there. <laughs> First of all, the flexibility to get done because I guess the, those are planes in the eighties. Like, yeah, they're big. I feel like then. it looked like couches in there. Yeah, they, planes back then were big. So I, I just got a, off a plane to United, and it was like my knees were in my chest. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm taking a Spirit flight coming up here. It's like, oh no, oh, <laughs> I might have to to get the fuck in Miami. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're on the flight or whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ, sorry. Um, they're on a flight. You're all right. Your appendix okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're on a flight. They're sitting there, and Neil's a little bit in between Dell and an older man, mm-hmm. and they're both, like, leaning on him as yeah. they're on the flight, falling asleep. And at some point, he turns to he turns uh, to his left, mm-hmm. where uh, Dell is sitting, and Dell goes, six bucks this flight doesn't make it to Chicago. <laughs> and then what do you know? They get yeah. uh, <laughs> The flight gets... Uh, not deflected, but like oh, yeah, redirected, redirected, or, yeah, yeah, to uh, Wichita, Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, 
So now he's in Wichita. He calls his wife to give her a heads up, like because mm-hmm. once again, like he was rushing home because he's obviously working in you know as a an ad guy. Like he's always on the road. Yeah, I think too. Home. Yeah, it's like uh, you know he's in New York a lot for this yeah. too, right? Yeah, and his whole family lives in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so like he calls in just to check in with her, and then afterwards he tries to to get a hotel room mm-hmm. um, in Wichita since like all the flights are grounded. He won't be getting to Chicago that night. Um, but all the hotels are basically booked up. This yeah. is where he meets up with Delegate, and mm-hmm. Del's like, um, offers him, yeah. you know, a room with him. Very snooty. Del's just like, see, I called first because I knew what the hell's going on. I'm like, all right, Del, you got to relax a little bit there, pal. Like, you're coming off. It's, all, it's already one of those, like, people that's like, doesn't recognize, like, social cues. No. It's like, you realize, like, if you're the only one talking, maybe, maybe shut the... Yeah, that might, <laughs> might be nice. Maybe a little bit. This is not a conversation. You're just yeah. attacking me with words. Exactly. I'm like, that's just not helpful. He's like, well, I called the hotel first. I'm like, okay, great. Oh, thanks. thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. But yeah, so they take a taxi to the hotel that they mm-hmm. booked. And uh, Dell's obviously been there a few times because yeah. he has a rapport with both one of the taxi drivers. And this is the one thing you'll learn about Dell. I think maybe this is mm-hmm. like a running bit or something like that, where it's like, he just has a guy yeah, in right, every right. every place, yeah. every or whatever. Well, when a man sells shower curtains. Yes. All right. Which is a ridiculous job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to realize, I mean, there was a traveling salesman for vacuums at this at one point. Like, like curtain rings. I don't think there were shower curtain ring salesmen. Right? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but please. The <laughs> man had the inventory. What do you want? True. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he has a rapport with the guy at the hotel. They, you know, check in and this is where you get, um, they switch, uh, credit cards. Yes. By accident. By accident. Yeah. Cause they and, both have diners club. And yeah. Blah, blah. And they also realize that they are only, there's only one room with one bed. So yeah. now he's basically sharing a room with a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dell is a messy man. Yes. It's awful. I, that, 100%, that's when you said you related more to Neil or Steve. Yeah, Hunter, yeah. I was like, yeah, 100%. I would also be very interested. Like, it's because it's one of those things like trying to be just considerate of others. Yeah, right. So call me a human being. I apologize. How are you going to use five towels? You're going to use five <laughs> towels yourself. Why is your underwear in the sink? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. But yeah, so uh, they get into the room. Uh, Neil goes to take a shower, and like, uh, what's his name? Dell just gets comfortable. We see him take out a, a photograph of a woman mm-hmm. we presume to be his wife, and he's just smoking. He's like drinking beers and yeah. stuff like that, putting trash and all the thing on the yeah. bed on the other and side. And this is where you get Neil getting out of the shower and realizing there's only a one washcloth yeah, left to, to dry off. Yeah, um, and then yeah, the the. The the sorry the bathroom is just in a mess. Yep. He gets out. They go to lay down because I mean, there's only one bed. What are you gonna do? And because of like the, I think it was like a massaging bed. Or yeah, something a massage like bed. Yeah. And so like now there's beer spilled all over. Because we didn't see that happen. No, right? not at all. Yeah, we just heard it because yeah. they're, they're laying there, and he's like, "Well, now he's laying in a puddle of beer because yeah. it's spilled." Yeah. And then like so, uh, Neil is trying to go to sleep, and like Dell just be having more quirks about him. We're just like he's like clearing his throat his and sinuses. Like, like, and I'm just like, yeah. What? <laughs> how are you not realizing how you're affecting the people around? I, I do not blame Steve Martin for his reaction to this <laughs> at all. It's ridiculous. And yeah. so Steve, like, sorry, Neil, mm-hmm. not being able to take it anymore, like, gets up, turns the light on, and starts getting dressed because he's just going to go sleep in the lobby. Yeah. And this is where like he literally goes off on uh, Dell, and he was just like, uh, "Your stories are boring." Mm-hmm. Like you realize, like, oh, maybe. 
Uh, it was like a rant that went on a little bit long. It, it was a long rant. It was a very long rant. That man went hard. But me. you can tell, like, he's frustrated with the traveling. He's frustrated with the fact that now he has, you yeah. know, this stranger that's kind of just tagging alone. And, like, he just lays into to Doe. And this is where you get the speech. Yeah. The music. The music. Shit. It gets real dramatic. Yeah. Real melodramatic. And he was like, you want to hurt me? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like, it just... It does fit in this movie, obviously, because yeah. it's, like I said, it's comedy. They do meld comedy and drama fairly well. Yeah. But it was just like, it kind of came out of left. Because it was like, even the Breakfast Club had its, like, serious moments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, the tonal shifts. Mm-hmm. But it made, it made a little more sense at the Breakfast Club than here, I think, at times. <laughs> no, Dad, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 100%. <laughs> God, I'm just, just like, oh. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, yeah. Del gives a speech about, I was like, yeah, you may not like me, and like you talked out on me, but my my friends like me. I like me. My wife likes me. Yeah, and so like the man says he's considerate or something in that speech. I'm like, you were clearly not considerate. Yeah, I was like, at all at all here, but okay. Yeah, I'll but give yeah. You the so rest. he uh, Dell gives a speech, uh, goes to lay back down. Clearly, you know, because even when uh, Neil is going off him, you just he kind of tears welling up his eyes. He's really yeah. taking it to heart what mm-hmm. what uh, Neil is saying, and like so, Dell goes to lay back down on the bed. Yeah. Uh, Neil feeling bad. Yeah. He he, <laughs> he kind of takes off like as he was like putting on his blazer and his mm-hmm. pants. He takes those off and he goes lay back down. Yeah. Next to uh next to Dell, and then we see a little bit later in the night that uh, a guy breaks into the mm-hmm. room and just robs them of all their cash. Yep. Yeah. And then they wake up the next morning. It was a funny little moment where like uh you see um big spoon little spoon yes. between uh, <laughs> Dell and uh. Del and Neil, and like uh, Del kisses his ear, and yeah, he kisses his ear, and then uh, Neil realizes, like, wait a minute, I'm not at home with my yeah. wife. He's like, uh, what's going? He's on? like, why did you kiss my ear? And he goes, well, why are you holding my hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just kind of get up and shake it off, and he was like, you see that dance game? Yeah, yeah, like, you trying to be a real, real man. Yeah. <laughs> very stereotypical. Like, and I think yeah, yeah. so. That yeah. comedy like that, right? They didn't really they have to try. Yeah, you yeah. know. But then they go to go to I guess breakfast or whatever. Yeah, and. We also find out, yeah, Neil's been paying for, like, everything this entire time. Yeah. This point yeah. in time, too. Yeah. And so uh, they go to breakfast, and then, like, the, you know, Dell mentions you know, the planes are, even though the, because you saw that in the night, there was, like, a, a parallel between uh, Neil yeah. in the room with uh, Dell and his wife in a, her room alone. Yeah. And you hear on her TV that the the airport's back up and running, and yeah. the flights will probably continue. Mm-hmm. But Dell realizes that, you know, it's they're probably going to be a bunch of delays and stuff right. like that because everything's trying to get out. It's a holiday, yeah, yeah, and everything was shut down the night before, and so like they suggest maybe you know, we'll take a train, yeah. And so they, they well, get, there is a brief time where it's like they think they robbed each other or whatever, but then they realize, yeah, they yeah, robbed. yeah, yeah, like Neil because he was like he was like yeah he goes to pay for he, uh, Neil goes to pay for breakfast because mm-hmm. he was like, paying for everything else, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he realized there's no cash in his wallet, yeah. which that's something I feel like it was seven hundred dollars. He said, yeah, that's something. It's a fat you could just say seven hundred bucks in your wallet. This is why this is why the pants are so elastic, but in the eighties yeah, because yeah. it was like you guys just got a big ass wallet. But, <laughs> But yeah, so he's just like he says it was seven hundred dollars. It's gone, and you know, uh, Dell feels offended. He was like, "Well, I'm maybe a lot of things, but I'm not a thief." Yeah. And he goes, "You can check my wallet. There's two hundred and something dollars in there. Any dollar over, you've caught me. They otherwise, yeah. you know, I don't know what you're talking about." They realize they both been robbed, mm-hmm. and so they're sitting outside the hotel. They need to get to the train station. So the guy who the hotel owner. Yeah. Who uh, what's his name? Who Dell was cool with has his son come pick them up. Yeah. And we get this 
disgusting exchange. His son is like has like what is it the chewing the tobacco? Yeah. yeah, chewing tobacco dip. Yeah, and so like he shakes. <laughs> Oh, he shakes Bell's hand, yeah, and then spits it to his hand right before he shakes, <laughs> shakes Neil. Yeah. And I was just like, "Bro, I will walk." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck <laughs> this, fuck you, I'm out." Yeah, it's pretty gross. And then like, so they get in the back of his car, like back because he had just has a truck. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like this exchange with his wife too. She's, well, like, like, she's small and skinny, but she's strong. Yeah. <laughs> Baby came out. Because he's like, yeah, they, they yeah. obviously uh, Bell has this trunk full of his um, the inventory, yeah. the merchandise. And so they go to lift it to put it in the back of the truck. And he goes, he feels insulted. Yeah. And, uh, Augustus son, because he was like, he, to his wife, he's like, can you get out and help them with that trunk? And you see she's a, she has a baby in her. <laughs> baby came out sideways. Didn't even make a sound. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, so they get in their truck. They drive to, they can't go to Wichita because Wichita doesn't have a train station. You can go to another town, which yeah. is a little bit further away. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's. Winter time, I guess, because you know it's November. Yeah, and so like they're just freezing their asses off in the back of the truck. This is another funny moment. It was just like they finally get to the train station, mm-hmm. and like both Dell and uh, Neil are frozen, and mm-hmm. so is the dog. That was... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so they uh, Neil gets them train tickets, but he he says that uh, they weren't able to get in the same car. Oh, yeah, I'm they pretty sure that's totally could have. Yeah. And then, so they separately, they go their separate ways. Neil tries to get, um, the Dell tries to get Neil's information. He's like, no, no, we won't, we won't see each other again. Yeah. So they get on the train, the train breaks down. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Yep. Because we haven't gotten to an automobile. Oh, we yeah. have been in an automobile, yeah. but, but we need more automobiles. Yeah. So <laughs> the train breaks down, stranding the, all the passengers in the middle of a field. Mm-hmm. So now they need to walk <laughs> to get to a bus. Yeah. To get to a bus station. And this is where we see a nice moment between, um, Neil and Dell were like, Dell is having a yeah, struggling with the with, oh, the, right, with right. the trunk. Yeah, and Neil goes over and helps him carry it mm-hmm. the rest of the way. So yeah. they get on a bus. Neil's not a total dick all the time. Not all. Not <laughs> all he has his moments. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so they get on a bus. Um, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Dell tells Neil that oh, the bus is only going to St. Louis. But from yeah. there, like we'll figure you know we'll figure something out. Yeah. Well, and so on the bus, you get a lighthearted moment where like. Dell was like livening people up with music, mm-hmm. and he, this is where you get the kind of the more straight laced Neil, yeah. where they try to get him to sing a song, but whatever song he's singing, nobody no knows. No one knows the song he does, and he's just like, "Come on, everybody, come on!" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they get to St. Louis. Um, sorry, one second, one second. Oh, they get to St. Louis, and now Dell starts selling. Um, the rings, the shower <laughs> rings to get some cash. The man is a salesman. Yeah, you know, say what you will about <laughs> Dell, he's just he's a liar because he's just like check out these shower rings. Like, it's not not being a salesman. Yeah. Fair, fair. He's like Queen such and such. He wore this. Yeah, yeah. these are ivory or something, whatever. Yeah. But he makes enough money to, so they can get uh, something to eat. So they can get lunch. Yeah, and kind of go on about the way we're trying to figure out what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're having lunch, and this is when Neil tells him he was like. You know, it's probably easier if we just separate. Yeah. You know, traveling with two people is real difficult. So hard, yeah. I got and like, uh, Dell uh, gets offended, mm-hmm. and he tries to, you know, pays for lunch, and he tries to give him some cash, but they and they go their separate ways. Yeah. Uh, Neil tries to get a car. Boy, does it! <laughs> but, <laughs> but when he gets to the um, to the lot, yeah, the whatever car that was assigned to him isn't there. Yep. Yeah. And there's nobody at the... And the person that drops him off at the lot is gone. Yeah. yeah. So he's stranded. And so out. now he needs to walk back to the airport, which he says is like three miles, like oh, yeah. over the highway and stuff mm-hmm. like that, all on the fucking um, 
the tarmac for yeah. the for like and you see the ice and snow he's slipping and sliding yeah. all over the place it and sucks. so yeah. <laughs> once he gets to the airport his shoes are in shambles yeah and he goes up to the rental car person you mm-hmm. know just to get a new car but he mainly just vents to her yes. like cursing her the fuck out. oh yeah absolutely just and um, yeah. she's like you know i don't i don't like your mm-hmm. i don't like the language you're using he yeah. was like just give me a fucking car he's like, she goes where's your rental agreement and yeah. he was like i threw it and she was like well you're fucked yeah and she was like well then fuck you too buddy yeah <laughs> i'm like that's kind of what you get that was exactly one of those things like i feel like like i said i understand the frustration of travel yeah. But customer service didn't do this shit to me. Yeah. And if he had just been like, whoa, this was really shitty, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I lost the rental car agreement on the way. I bet she would have been able to help But I do think bit. you noticed, or I think early on, or maybe it's a little bit later, that uh, Dell mentioned that he has like a bit of a temper and stuff like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it in these moments. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I think you can also relate to the frustration. I mean, it's, you're traveling during the holidays. <sighs> absolutely. Right. Like you, you're constantly getting like, Deter, like deterred from your ultimate, you know, destination. So you, the frustrations are building. Like we've all been there in all those yeah. moments, but it was just like how you react to it. For sure, hundred percent. And realizing where to focus that that anger and that ire. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So he goes to leave the airport to try to get a taxi mm-hmm. from St. What? Yeah, they were St. Louis. Right? I think so. Yeah, something like that. Uh, St. Louis to Chicago. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And like, that's an expensive yeah. taxi. And yeah. um, he gets into a little bit of. And he starts once again. He was just yelling at the rep at the car rental place, mm-hmm. and now he's yelling at one of the the guy who's running the taxi. He did not learn his lesson. He did. He gets punched directly in the face. As he honestly kind of should. And then he falls into the street, and the car is coming. And luckily, it stops right before it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crushes him, and in his days, he just sees Dell standing over him. Guess who is back? <laughs> and he was like, it was very much like uh, this is where like, are you fucking with me type of thing? Because was like, now he's like, he's in like a fucking like a cardigan. He's yeah. like, oh my god, sir! And I was like, are you fucking with me? Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those things. Where, like, it's, it'd be like like a fatal attraction or something like that. But this guy's been fucking with the whole, yeah, fucking yeah. with you like in secret, mm-hmm. but like. And to the rest of the world, he's just like a, a very lighthearted person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's what it was giving me, even though we know that's not him. Yeah. It was like very much giving me like a two faced type of mm-hmm. <laughs> type of thing. But it was just like so he uh Dell demands that the um he's like, I'll move my car, I'll move my car, but he's yeah. like, You help him up. Yeah. And this is a little funny thing. He's an injured man here. Yeah. <laughs> So the guy who punched Neil, yeah. oh, gladly I'll help him up, and literally grabs him by his, his crotch and just makes him, oh, ow. And it was the funniest thing, it was like the reaction, so now they're driving, like, now they're, you know, back together, they're driving, and um, Neil, like, the, one of the first things Dell says is like, I've never seen somebody grab by their crotch before, <laughs> yeah, keep up by their balls before, whatever, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, once again, these are the funny moments. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, and Neil's voice is all like, yeah, not very high. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can say that again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so now they're driving, you get them like, um, and this is where I, I say some of the John Candy's um, comedy didn't work for me. So yeah. like, John Candy started driving, obviously they're taking turns doing certain legs mm-hmm. uh, of the of the trip. And when uh, Neil is driving, uh, Dell is in the, the seat, you know, yeah. obviously in the passenger seat, and he's like, fucking with it, trying to get to, like, the right spot. Yeah. And then he was like, so he gets to the right spot, and then he was like, oh, I can't take my... <laughs> I can't take my shoes, shoes off. Yeah. He was like, don't take your fucking... Yeah. And it was just like... But it was just, like, very much like him, like, leaning over, very much trying to be annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, this this comedy doesn't work for me. Okay. This yeah. is very much, like, trying to draw it alive. And right. it was like, sometimes physical comedy does work, but I think yeah. I've, as I've gotten a little bit older, it's like, 
it's very few and far between, like maybe a fall or a trip now yeah, and then yeah. or something like that. Or even like, last year. Even like, yeah. <laughs> maybe when someone gets hit in the nuts, that's what I'll really And I'm just like, oh, that is peak. Yeah, that is excellent. It's a fine vintage. Yeah, so when it's Dell's turn to drive again, you know, Neil takes a bit of a nap, and you see that Dell's obviously also a little bit tired. Yeah. He crashes at one point. And then, like, um, he blames on a deer. Yeah. Out, yeah. You see the mess around scene at this point. Oh, yeah. And this is the way, like, he's like uh, smoking a cigarette, listening to music. I'm trying to stay awake. And so, like, he's like playing the piano on yeah. the dashboard. Which, and stuff it's like. a great, that's a great scene. Yeah. That I love, that's what I'm saying. Scene. I I love seeing scenes that I've seen referenced later on. Absolutely. I've seen the origin of it. Yeah. And it was like, that was really dope. Cause it was like, it was one of those things I'm seeing. Like, I know that from somewhere. Yeah. Holy shit. 100%. Yeah. And it's just a great piece of. Do, 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 do. Yeah, he's just awesome. Yeah, like, very well done on his part yeah. for sure. Yeah, and so at some point, like yeah, he kind of falls asleep, crashes a bit, mm-hmm. and blames it on a deer. Mm-hmm. And you see him continuing his trip, and he's going the wrong way. Yeah, he's going the wrong. Yes, and so like in the distance, even though he doesn't see it, we see two trucks coming towards him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's a guy who's in the right lane trying to get his attention yeah. to tell him that he's in the wrong lane. And like he's just like, oh that guy's drunk yeah, he yeah. doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. That's really funny. He's like oh booze and booze, <laughs> okay buddy. And then like Steve Martin, sorry, Neil wakes up at this point and he's just like what the fuck is going on? But he's like he, even he can't speak because he sees the trucks coming. Yeah, they you know fast do the Fast and Furious. Yep. I'd see Fast and Furious rip this off. <laughs> nothing original with those. <laughs> Nothing's original anymore. All right, it was all done in the. But 80s, they right? literally squeeze in between the two trucks. The yeah. the I guess the with the. The windshield, not windshield wipers, but the mirrors. Oh, yeah, the side, yeah, the side mirrors, mirrors side get knocked mirrors, off yeah. or whatever, and they're like, really, <laughs> they're shocked. Yeah, he's, he um, breaks really hard, and mm. the trunk goes flying. Yeah. And so he finally decides to pull over to the side so they can get there, you know, catch their breath. Yeah. Oh, yeah, earlier, too, uh, Dell was smoking a cigarette yeah. that kind of fell in the back seat, mm-hmm. and it's even, like, making the car hot or whatever. But that's what he was saying. It was like, yeah. a, that's what happened when he was, like, um... When he crashed the first time, he was trying to take off his coat. Yes. Because it was hot. Because it was hot in there. He didn't fully know why. Well, yeah. the cigarette was in the back burning <laughs> shit. Yeah. And so, like, they stopped. They get out of the car to go retrieve his trunk. Yeah. And then the car gets set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then, also, we find out that, um, oh, that he... Uh, well, Neil liked it. Neil was like, thank God something bad happened to you. Yeah, because he's like, me. it's his car. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, Dell rented the car. Yeah. And Whoa. then Dell goes, well, actually... <laughs> Somehow your your diner's club car ended up in my wallet. He was like, "So why did you you stole?" He was like, "Not in sale." He was like, "I thought you put it there." And I was just like, "Oh, you, you why would you do? Why would I ever do that?" Yeah. <laughs> you put it there. Yeah. Fuck you, bro. Yeah, no, right, no. And he was like, "I was gonna get it. That's why I needed your address." <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And then he goes, he "Was like, well, give it back." And he was like, "Well, actually, when we were at the gas station, I slipped it back into your wallet." <laughs> and then we turn and see that his wallet and all that stuff is still in the car that's on fire, and it just burst into flames. Yeah. <laughs> And so they once a car has stopped, stop burning. Once a fire has ceased, yeah. they get in it for some reason and yeah. continue to drive. It's it still, to, it still drives. It still drive it to a motel, and then they go to get a room. And he's like, "Well, we'll need your credit card." Yeah. And he pulls out all his cards, all and the just charged. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I'll pay with cash," but he yeah. only has seventeen dollars. And so, like, um, the guy's like, "Well, I you know I, I can't I can't help you." So yeah. he's like, "I got seventeen dollars and a nice watch." Yeah. And then he pays for his room because it was about forty two dollars or something, something like that. that for yeah. That. And so <clears throat> Neil gets his room, goes mm-hmm. off, parks the car, and then goes into his room to kind of get settled. Yeah. And then Dell goes to get a room, but it was like, 
I don't have $42 either. Yeah. I got two bucks. It was like, do you also have a nice watch? And so we see and he that. Not. Yeah, he doesn't. So the guy turns him away. Uh, Dell has to sleep in the car, which obviously it was on fire. So yeah. like it's so there's no top, there's no roof. The, the doors are really yeah. And so he's sitting there and he's in the car, you know, kind of huddled up as much as he can. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to his his wife, Maureen. He was just right. like, "You were right, I am." And I think this is a bit of self reflection and stuff yeah. like that. It was just like I meet somebody, but it was like I'm you know too like I, I guess too aggressive, mm-hmm. and it was just like I, I'm pushing them away. Yeah, you know, like I, what type of idiot am I? You. You definitely see, and I think this was nice to see, just in general, because there's so many people that sometimes are oblivious yeah. to their impact on or like mm-hmm. people outside of themselves. For sure. So it's nice to see, like at least a little bit of re- introspection. I'm just like, okay, maybe I, I see my my faults in in some of this, right? Yeah, definitely. And then you see uh, Neil in the room, and he's like, oh, all right, yeah, I can't fine. just let these like, yeah. And then once again, you see the this is the beauty of it. Like I said, it was like. Usually comedies don't give you this Fair. because yeah, they're yeah. too busy trying to make you laugh a mile a minute or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So they don't lean into the story or the character building. But it was just like you do see these moments of Neil. Yes, he's an asshole. Yeah, for sure. But he but, does have a heart. So yeah, exactly. Just, he's not going to let this guy who's been annoying him yeah. from fucking New York mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way to wherever the fuck they are now. He's not just going to let him freeze out in the cold. So yeah. he invites him in. Yeah, because like Neil has a temper, but at his base level, he's a good person. Yeah. Yeah. And so he invites Dell into the room, and they have this bonding moment. They're like drinking from from the bar. Dell has a bunch of like mini bottles yeah. or whatever like that. So yeah. they're drinking and they're catching up, and you you do get to see this lighter side between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, throughout this entire time, Dell's been talking about his wife. And yeah, he, he let's slip like he was like, oh, I haven't been home in years. Yes, or, he did oh, mention that. He mentioned that at lunch or something. Yeah, at lunch. Like that, yeah. Yes. So he mentions that. He mentions is like, oh, you know, like. Oh, my wife, I love her, and then I have nothing to show for it. But mm-hmm. then uh, Neil is like, "Well, you have a woman who loves you. Yeah, you have a woman who loves you." And you yeah. see a bit of reaction on because once he does, face. he kind of goes to the bathroom. Yeah. he's like, "Well, time to go to bed." He goes to the bathroom, yeah. and so they uh, the next morning <laughs> they have to dig the car out of the snow. Yeah, and they're driving along, and they get stopped by a cop because clearly they're driving the burnt out husky yeah, of the vehicle. This is yeah. <laughs> and, and I think um, Dell trying to be his charming self was just like trying to get out of this ticket with him. The cop is like, bro, like, no. you think this car is like road safe? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, so sure, I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> now that you ask, yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. Sure. The radio works. Right. And so the car gets towed, mm-hmm. but immediately you see that um, uh, what's his name? Dell is able to. Uh, finagle them a ride on, on a, a truck. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they can't ride in the you know in the cab. They have mm-hmm. to ride in the back. And so, because of this, they're able to get to finally get to Chicago. Mm-hmm. They get you know they go to a, like a I guess a subway station or I guess yeah, a train station. A train station or whatever. Yeah. I've never been to Chicago, so I don't know what they what it's referred to. I think everything's made of pizza. <laughs> deep dish pizza. That's that lasagna. Yeah. That deep dish pizza. No, I'm not. I'm not. Chicago. I'm not putting Chicago on blast. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I saw WrestleMania in Chicago when I was a kid. It was a great place. I need to go back now. I'm an adult. <laughs> and so they go their separate ways. Yeah. They, you know, wish each other happy holidays. He says, um, tell, tell Marie, you know, happy holidays for me. Or just, you know, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. And so while Neil was on the train, he's sitting reminiscing about the mm-hmm. trip. Yeah. Right? The first meeting uh, Dell at the, mm-hmm. you know, in the taxi. And then certain moments... Like him yelling at him and like mm-hmm. kind of feeling bad about it. Then he kind of remembers certain things that were said during this trip about Marie. Yeah. About the, oh, I haven't been home in years. Mm-hmm. 
or you know, um, or he even flashes back to that reaction mm-hmm. yeah, when exactly. he said about you know, at least you have a woman that loves you. Yeah, and I think he realizes, oh, there's something, mm-hmm. there's something that he didn't tell me. Yeah, and so he gets off the train, he runs back to the train station, and this is you know, he because uh, Dell is still there yep. for some reason. Yeah, and he says, you know, you know what's going on, and he says he admits that Marie's been dead for eight years. Yep, yeah, and he doesn't have a home. Yeah, or anything. Yeah, and so. Uh, he, you see the next scene. You see them carrying carrying his trunk yeah, yeah, through yeah. Uh, through Neil's neighborhood. Yeah, and they end up at his house. And he was like, "I promise I won't stay too long." And he's like, just "Shut up, just come in." Yeah. And so finally, mm-hmm. <laughs> Neil makes it home. He introduces Dell to his family. Like yeah. I think his dad is there, and his in laws are and there. His kids are his there. Kids, like two, three kids. Yeah, because he had missed his daughter's like uh, Thanksgiving recital and yep. things like that. That's why he's trying to rush home. Yeah. And so finally, his wife like hears him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the I guess in the foyer or whatever. So she comes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment you're the weirdest about. fucking reaction I have ever seen. Because it was very much was like this is a different. It seemed like the start of a different film. Yeah, man. Because she sees fucking Dell. She's like, oh, who is your friend? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? And because the music's playing, I just leaned over to myself. Was like, I think they might want to fuck. I'm right. I'm like, what the fuck is like? They're just like, I've realized I've found my soulmate. Get out of here, Neil. I was like, so weird. I did not like it. <laughs> but it was just nice to see finally Neil gets to, you know, to greet his wife. Yes. And also you see that um, Dell gets to spend the yeah. holidays with, with the family, with yes. friends. <laughs> Fuck. I'm looking at his wife like that. And that's, that's how it fades to black, doesn't it? It, it ends with that. That's it. That's just like, talking about this movie is quick. Like, I feel like that was seven minutes of credits. Unless yeah. there was like a post-credits there, scene. There, so I read on Wikipedia, there is a post-credits oh, scene. But right. I, I was like, see it. I saw it because it was like, you were, you were here. But I was like, I was wondering why I was like seven minutes yeah. left. I don't know what the post credit scene is, but I've heard there is one. Apologies, guys. <laughs> Let us know what it is. We'll probably watch it, but yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, so that is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we always, at the end, like to do two things. One, Mike, was there anything we missed? Like any likes or dislikes in particular? No, I, I got mentioned, like I said, I, I really enjoyed the the uh, the chemistry between the two. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, once it's the odd couple, so it's always the straight man and the more more free person. Yeah. Um, but I think this was this played uh, really well. Um, I think I'm going to no, I'm sorry. I think I enjoyed the the heart that was brought okay. in this film. Yeah. Well, I was, let's just kind of change it. So yeah, from there, your original ranking was a three out of five. Yeah. I think I'm going to boost it up to a three and a half, like because I'm going to allow it to be more of a drama. Okay. Yeah. Than a comedy. Fair. And in that light, it definitely it hit those beats. Yeah. Because um, even I, like I said, it was like one of those things where like. You couldn't even tell. Like, I guess there was a bit of foreshadowing, and mm-hmm. that's what's interesting in storytelling. I feel yeah, like yeah. so often now, they really let you know this. This will come Something's back later, yeah, you know, yeah. type of thing. It was just like, oh, there's something not right with the job. But you never got that. Yeah, for sure. In this movie, until until the end, until like he even Neil had to go back and be like, wait a minute, something he said. Like, it, yeah. there was hints, but it wasn't it wasn't really like laid out for you. So I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think I'll, I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. Because it was light on the comedy, but very much heartfelt. Yeah. And hey, we chuckled a fair amount while we were mm-hmm. talking about it. So yeah. Uh, so with that, I'm going to stick with my three and a half. Um, I don't think it deserves to necessarily go up to a four. Um, I agree uh, with like, there's a lot of really good things with this movie. God, like, thinking about that final scene with the music honestly upsets me a little bit. I'm just like, <laughs> what in the world happened here? Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, do I need to, should I leave the room? Like, you know, just like, why is she unbuttoning her shirt? Yeah. Going, Hello there, Mr. Griffin. Uh, I remember. Yeah, exactly. It was like an angelic 
thing over the lid. Yeah. And of was, her coming down the stairs. Yeah. And then was like, hello, Mr. Griffin. Oh, the first of all, you call him by his first name. Yeah. <laughs> my mom don't call me by my last yeah. name. Maybe she was just so pumped that Neil made a friend. You know? <laughs> She's like, fuck, maybe the man. She was like, oh, you have a she friend She hates his, his co-worker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, definitely there are some pretty funny parts with here. Um, it's a very solid movie. It's I w- I'm going to call it a classic too. So I'm sticking with a three and a half. Uh, but yeah, again, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We are the two meddling kids, uh, and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us at, at two meddling kids on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us at two meddling kids at gmail.com. Mike, how can I reach out to you? On Instagram at Days from Legendary. Awesome. If you'd like to reach out to me, I am at EdHunt77 on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Hunt.comics on my Instagram as well. I realize I forgot to do my normal uh, ad things. Remember, everybody, I'm a real estate agent. I'm writing comics. I've been selling some of the comics to comic book stores locally in D.C. Ah, and, yeah, really pumped about everything. Check it out on Global Comics, too. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back next week with a brand new uh, movie. Not comic. <laughs> with a brand new movie. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I want